When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. People who have guts should not work to hold that gut too tight. Yeah, but TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest-growing TV brand. One, two, three. It's Mackie and Judd with Rami. With Rami. Write that down. Write that down. I don't have a pencil. Well, remember that. Write this down. Write it down. You like writing things down. All right. It is Friday... It is top of hour two, which means one of our favorite segments of the week. Write that down predictions and an accountability session holding each other in check for all of our idiot, irresponsible predictions we make throughout the year on this segment. We have batting averages. We have slugging percentages. And I believe we are the only radio show in the country that does this, that keeps track of our predictions and hold each other accountable on a weekly basis. I saw, I think this year on uh, the uh, NBA on TNT, that crew... Kenny, Charles, Shaq, and uh, that whole gang, they have a prediction board, so they'll write a prediction down on a post-it note and okay. stick it to the board. So they stole our idea. Yeah, pretty much. That's fine. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Write it down. You like writing things down. Um, and, and the segment, we knew the segment was fairly popular among the old Mackie and Judd fans, um, and now that you've joined the mix, Rami, and we've kept Manny here as a, as a predictor on a weekly basis, and Jonathan, uh, it, it seems like the segment's really picking up steam. There are all kinds of noteworthy people around the Twin Cities who tune in and have critiques on the segment. Uh, Tom, talk to you in a couple of weeks. Thank you, sir. Yes, sir. All right. Uh, Manny, t- Manny, good luck with your write-it-down selection. <laughs> it hasn't been going well for me, TK. You need a consultant. I know. They're going to they're gonna, they're gonna like DFA card, me here pretty soon. This card, it says, highly paid consultant. <laughs> all right. So, Manny, if you need something, it's Bring your checkbook. I'll do that, TK. Thank you. Good luck with that. All right, sir. Thanks. Good luck with that, Tom Kelly. <laughs> I love the end. Good luck with that. Did you oh, pony yeah. up, Manny? Is Tom Kelly helping you with your uh, I may have week? to consult with him uh, the next time we have him on the uh, Racy on Baseball podcast. Guest predictor right there. Half. Why yeah. not? Yeah. TK yeah. can call up, be a guest predictor. Yeah, you should, you, should get, you should have him give you three baseball predictions for next week. Okay. That'll be just super intricate. Yeah. <laughs> Max Kepler will shade, will shade himself towards the right field line, four steps away from where you're ordinarily placed. By the way, cheap plug, uh, you can hear Tom Kelly with Patrick Royce every other week on the Scornoth Twin Show, Royce on Baseball. Just search Scornoth Twin Show anywhere you find podcasts. The Scornoth mobile app is a great spot. For Write you. it down. You like writing things down. All right, let's go through them here. A lot of stuff came off the board. A lot of stuff. Let's start with the listeners. Logan, there was a big uh, wrestling pay-per-view this new uh, AEW, he literally predicted every single match, and it was a parlay. That's tough. A 10-item parlay, it's Ooh. just 
It's not mathematically. He had uh, a ten item favorable. parlay. Yeah. Not unless you've seen the script. No. Oof. No, and he didn't. Dale W said Ryan Saunders will have the interim tag removed before the NBA draft. That happened. We have more predictions to get to here uh, by listeners. And if you ever have predictions, you can send them to us via Twitter is a really easy way. Just tweet at Score North or at Phil Mackey, and we'll log those predictions. Uh, I said the Bucks. I got really excited. I said the Bucks would win the championship after they were up 2-0. You and Charles Barkley, yeah. yeah. And then they, did, they didn't even win a game after that. Judd, you said the Warriors would sweep the NBA Finals and that the Twins would sign Craig Kimbrell. Should have been right. First one, I'm glad I'm wrong on. Second one, I should have been right. Jonathan? They should have called me. Had a couple across-the-pond predictions. You said Tottenham would win the Champions League final. Nope, they didn't show up. You said England would win the Nations League final. They also forgot to show up. Who'd they play? Uh, the Netherlands. Mm. But you said the Twins... This is This is a home run. Jonathan Harrison... The Twins have three more games against the Rays this weekend, last weekend, and they will win all three. Jonathan predicted a sweep. That is a home run prediction. Nice. Congratulations, Jonathan Harrison. Well done. Yep. All right, Manny, your season has not been going well so far. You said the Bucks would win game six and force a game seven. And at one point in your 15 different NHL playoff predictions, you said the Sharks would go to the NHL finals. How many different teams did he have going to and winning the Stanley Cup Finals? I think just two. Toronto at one point, right? Yeah, yeah Toronto was in well, yeah, so the Raptors. Yeah, no, you had Carolina going at one point too. Yeah, Carolina. Well, I had Toronto way back, like he had the Wild like two, going ago. Pittsburgh at one point, the Bruins. Then he switched that well, up no, to the Canucks. Judd, you remember I had the Wild winning a first round playoff series, but that was I think I predicted that back in like October. The Atlanta Thrashers. <laughs> you should have consulted. You should have consulted with me yeah. about that prediction. Yeah. Rami, you said the Twins would either sign Kimbrel or Keuchel. You gave yourself two chances. Yeah, that didn't work. And out. you said long ago the Bucks would represent the Eastern Conference in the NBA Finals. Also not. And I good. need I need some clarity here, Jonathan. You sent me the predictions from last week, and you ha- you're missing a word. It says the Twins. Rami predicted the Twins will. Friday night's game. Uh, I said win. win. I yeah, said win. win. Yep. Yeah. All right. And they did the race. Okay. Uh, guest predictors. Collar said the Lynx would sign at one point free agent Tina Charles. I think she plays for Liberty. And uh, Declan said by June 1, Buxton would lead off for the Minnesota Twins. Not going to happen. So with that, batting averages. Judd Zolgad, you are now tied with the uh, listeners at 300. Really? Judd Damn and the my. listeners are tied at 300. Wow. Juicy. Yep. I'm that- batting 275. Rami, 226. What? Jonathan, 162. <laughs> not making it up. I, I, I don't want Manny, to know mine. I don't Manny, want to know mine. Earmuffs, <laughs> 095. Oof. Guests, 091. Wow. Whoa. So I'm Manny is no cellar, longer baby. in the cellar. I'm with out these of the predictions, cellar, baby. I'm good. Uh, slugging percentages, Mackie and the listeners, so myself and the listeners tied at 600. Jonathan with his home run, finally on the board with a with a a meaty hit of some kind. Yeah. 324. Uh, Judd slugging 483. Rami, you're slugging 387, and Manny is not slugging really at all. Nope. But <laughs> I'm Mauer. We're only halfway through. I'm, I'm spraying that ball all over the park. <laughs> I don't care what I'm slugging. Write it down. You like writing things down? Write this down. All right, Mauer, start us <laughs> off. <clears throat> all right. I will start you off with this one from the world of Jonathan's favorite sport. The Women's World Cup begins today. Mm-hmm. The United States will win that event. 
the United States women will win the All World right. Cup. Mm. Write this down. Write it down. You like writing things down. So you are going to force me to one-up you there. The U.S. women's national team will win the World Cup, and Alex Morgan will be the top scorer of the tournament. Okay, so nice. a little parlay there. Mm-hmm. Okay. Write it down. You like writing things down. Write this down. Kyrie Irving will sign with the Brooklyn Nets this summer. <laughs> okay, so now there's no chance that happens. <laughs> that's, off the, that's off the board. We Should I say Kyrie will sign with a New York-based team I was going to say a New York-area team, and I, I'll give you a shot. Kyrie Irving will play basketball. Yeah. <laughs> Write that down. I, I don't have a pencil. Well, remember that. All right, back to Rami. I don't know if I've made this prediction yet or if I had it down and then scratched <laughs> it. attention. The Warriors win this series. The Warriors win the NBA Finals. <laughs> and by the way, they're not favored right now. The Warriors are favored to win this series at this point. So that's at least a double. I just want to put that out there. Okay. They're not? Or they are? They're not. So the Raptors are? The Raptors, with the win okay. in Game 3, right. actually became the favorites, according to Vegas. Yeah, I would, th- I would think so, with injuries. Mm-hmm. I mean, no one. Clay Thompson's coming back, but and that's tonight, by the way, on Score North. You can find that uh, after the scoop of Doogie, after we're done. I'm going to put a couple names out there. The Twins will trade for either, I'm going to say and or, because if they land both these guys, that'd be awesome. Ken Giles or Sean Doolittle. You really want Sean Doolittle, don't you? I would love Sean Doolittle. You just love that I don't name. Think, and I don't think, because he's, he's over 30, it's a rent-a-contract, I don't think he costs you a lot of money, or I mean a lot of uh, prospects. So I think you could wind up with Sean Doolittle for something less than a top prospect. All right. Write that down. Can we nickname him Dr. Doolittle when the Twins get him? We could. Do we want to? <laughs> uh, just so I don't forget the listener predictions, I'm going to throw one of these out here uh, just after my predictions between me and Judd. Mike J says England will win the ICC Cricket World Cup that began last week. So Mike has even Jonathan's like England what the winning heck is... the Cricket when World Cup. When you guys Cup. see cricket uh, like on Sports Center, you see the highlights. Doesn't it seem like it's just some made up thing? Like yes. there's like there's no rhyme or reason or rules or coordination to it. People are just running in every which direction. The ball is bouncing. It's going right at people. Yet they're somehow still swinging that stick and hitting it. And it just I don't understand it at all. It seems like a made up thing. That isn't even a real sport. They're just doing it to fool America. We're going to have to have you join the Crafty Rogues, and they can explain cricket to you. That would be amazing, actually. I would love to. Or they can join the show and explain it. I would love to. They've tried, but before to me, I I have no no hope. Which American sport is the most confusing to foreigners? Do they watch American football, and they're like, what are these guys doing? I imagine football is pretty confusing. I think baseball, too. Is it? it takes yeah. international it, enough. It takes so long to play, and you're probably. I I, I think, think that turn it off at that point. Though. I think that they see baseball like we see cricket, which is you're really going to keep going. <laughs> like just end this already. Cricket literally goes for days or there's weeks. Two, there's two forms. Days. There's short form, which can be done in a day, basically, and, and then the there's long cup. form, which is goes for days, and they take tea breaks. They, they've tried to explain it they to me. They take tea breaks. Yes, and here's the problem. Rami's I think I'm too drunk when when they've tried to explain it, so I can't comprehend it at all. Because so we're Brit's, definitely going to have to have them come in here and explain. Oh, Brit, Brit shows it. Brit shows it continually, and, and I'm like eight harps in, and I'm like I still don't get it. Can I have another harp? <laughs> eight harps in. Oh man! All right, let's let's pause right that down, and let, we've got two more ro- rotations to go around the room here. That went quick, and uh, we also will. Uh, Royce's on a plane, so we're going to get into an article instead of talking to Royce later on. We're going to talk about trades that make sense for the Twins later this hour. But write that down continues when we come back here. Write that down. I, 
I don't have a pencil. Well, remember that then. Write this down. Write it down. You like writing things down. All right, let's pick up where we left off here. We still have uh, six predictions to go. Or what's my math? One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four, five. Eight Eight predictions to go. (laughs) Wow. All righty then. No, it's more than that. It's ten. You got listeners, right? (laughs) Don't you have listeners? Oh, there is ten. Yes, there's five of us times two. That's ten. Yeah. (laughs) Math, not our strong Write this down. Write it down. You like writing things down. there would be no math. No, there shouldn't be. Let's start with Judd and go back around here. The Minnesota Wild will trade Jason Zucker ultimately to the Vancouver Canucks. They tried to trade him to Calgary. That didn't work. They tried to trade him to Pittsburgh for Phil Kessel. Phil Kessel said no. The reports now sound like they're talking to the Canucks. They're bound and determined to trade him, so what the heck? He'll go to Vancouver. What is, just a quick aside at the risk of this turning into a 10-minute Judd rant here, what is the plan for the Wild right now? Like, what is, okay, trade Zucker. That's great. I mean, he's a good player. Yeah. What's the... What are what we do you, doing here? What do we? Yeah, what would um, you say we do here? <clears throat> I'll get back to you on that. Okay. Write it down. You like sure. writing things down? Write this down. Jonathan Harrison. Uh, D'Angelo Russell will be on the Timberwolves next season. Wow. Ooh, wow. Whoa. Whoa. Yeah, that's a that's a home run. Just to clarify, at the beginning of the season, or are you leaving it open for leaving it open? So just we'll we'll be on the Timberwolves by at the end by the yeah. end of next season. Yeah. How are you going to get them here? I don't know yet. I'm not making that prediction. That's what Gerson's saying too. <laughs> That's what everybody's saying. I mean, they the moves they made this week by clearing out was it like seventeen million dollars? The Brooklyn Nets clearing out seventeen million dollars in cap room, so they've given themselves the ability to either keep D'Angelo Russell on a matched restricted contract mm-hmm. uh, signing and a max player, or they could get rid of D'Angelo Russell and sign two max players. So are they going to pair D'Angelo? But if the Kyrie Irving stuff is true, are they really going to pair D'Angelo Russell and Kyrie Irving? I don't know if that makes sense. So maybe they're just willing to let D'Angelo Russell. They a sign and trade would be the smart move. But if it's a yeah. sign and trade, they'd have to take on like a Gorgie Jang or something with the Timberwolves. It, it's complicated, but it would be super it'll fun. <laughs> it's, but it'll happen. It'll Write happen. this down. Write it down. You like writing things All down, right, Manny. I'm actually really surprised Jonathan went this route. I didn't was not thinking he was going to go with D'Angelo Russell route. Oh, yeah. um, the reason why I'm surprised is because my prediction is that D'Angelo Russell will end up with the Utah Jazz next season. Ooh. He's going to take the place of Ricky Rubio. Yep. I think huh? Ricky's on his way out of there, and they're going to have some cap space to uh, just sign D'Angelo to a uh, offer sheet. Does the anyone Nets feel bad match. for poor Ricky? And the, like these headlines come out, poor, nice Ricky Rubio. And the headlines are, yeah, Jazz tell Ricky Rubio he's not a priority in free agency. Where's he going? What about me? What about my contract? You're not a priority, bud. Change that face. Sorry. Change what face? Oh, that's it's, that's the famous Rubio comment. Oh, okay. change the face. Yeah, Rubio. Change the face. There's a, a backup terrible point guard with the Timberwolves named Alexi Shved. Mm-hmm. Who? Oh, God, what an era! <laughs> just had oh, always had wow. kind of resting, uh, resting sad face. Okay. And Ricky Rubio was mic'd up for a game and put his arm around Alexi Shved coming out of a timeout and said, "Change your face, change your face, <laughs> change your game." Would have been more like it. Yeah. Write it down. You like writing things if, down. If you want a move or a signing that defined the David Kahn era? It was Alexi, Alexi Shved. Shved. Oh boy, was he bad! You saw him play five minutes in a Euro League game, and like 
hit a couple layups. I must have him. <laughs> why is it so creepy? By the way, yeah, I was just gonna say, why, why is he whisper guy now? Since we're, I thought that was Phil yesterday. <laughs> that was Phil the Wiggins. If you want another cheap plug, if you want a great deep dive on the David Kahn era, the latest Minnesota Sports Rewind episode, we had John Krasinski come in and basically tell the story on the Kevin Love Thirty and Thirty episode of how David Kahn got that job. And it's amazing. It's worth your time. Go check it out. Write this down. Go ahead, Rami. The Twins will make a trade before the end of June. Oh. Hmm. Okay. Care to uh, parlay that or just going to? No, just going to leave that hanging right there. Just let like that, that sit there? Yep. Just leave it sit You're there. You're playing some pressure right now. I like this. Thank you. <laughs> if I'm the Twins, I'm like, I got to listen to Rami. I mean, if Write they're smart. Down. David yeah. Stearns often took my advice when I was in Milwaukee. Did you guys, you guys talked on the regular? All the time. He would text you, hey, man, I'm stumped. Yeah, like, I'm thinking about signing Lorenzo Kane. I was like, do it. <laughs> I'm, I'm eating right now, but just go ahead. He's like, the Marlins have Christian Yelich on the trade Thinking market. about trading like, for Christian Yelich. I was like, he's pretty good. Write it down. You like writing things down. Write this down. Write this down. <laughs> Nelson Cruz. Is Nelson Cruz in the lineup tonight? Can I ask that first? Yes. Okay. Yes, he is, or yes, yes I, okay. Yes, he is in lineup. Nelson Cruz. <laughs> yes, you can ask him. Yes, he's in the lineup. Nelson Cruz will have a multi-home run game this weekend. I should I should say, just so I don't get zolgatted here, he will have <laughs> at least one multi-home run game this weekend. Write that down. Write this down. Write it down. You like writing things down. He's amazing. That dude comes off the disabled list and sees like one pitch and hits it 430 feet last week. That was insane. Nelson Cruz will have at least one multi-home run game this weekend. Uh, listener predictions. I'm going to run through three of them here. Vikes fan 1930 says Eddie Rosario will hit between 45 and 50 home runs this year. Mm. He's not far off that pace. What does he have? 17 or 18? He's he at right 18. Now? 18. So he's, he's actually mm-hmm. on pace for like around 45 or like 50 mm-hmm. home runs. Uh, Matt Cheetah says the Twins, write this down, the Twins will trade away one of these players this year. Trevor Larnick, Wander Javier, or Brent Rooker. And hmm. Joe H. says the Vikings and Minnesota United FC will both miss the playoffs. The Twins will make the playoffs. Well, Whoa. all right, well, thanks for that last part, but the first part. Who's going to miss it? Write it down. You like the Viking, writing things down? The football teams. Vikings and football. Loons will miss okay. playoffs. Write this down. Back to Judd. My final write that down for this week. I'm going to steal a page from Jonathan's playbook of last week and tell you the Twins are going to sweep the Tigers this weekend. Did I just steal that from you? That was literally going to be my next one. Yeah, we're gonna, we're you got to be my to last one as well. Yeah. Oh, you guys got to add to it. <laughs> Spice it up, boys. Spice it up. Write that down. Got to add to it. In fact, that's a new. We're going to make that a new rule here. If you call yourself out and say, "Oh man, you stole my prediction," you have to keep the prediction and add something to it. <laughs> all right. This point going forward. Okay. <laughs> the Twins will sweep all three games, and they'll hit at least eight home runs in the three games. Okay. That's fair. Write that down. Write this down. All right, Manny, you got a one up. You got a one up. The uh, Twins will sweep the Tigers this weekend, and they will win each game by at least four runs. Wow! Whoa! <laughs> oh! By the way, sweeping the Tigers That's on its own a is a home run prediction. Yeah, any sweep I think is a home run prediction, right? Yes. Write That's it down. You like writing things down? That's Write what, this down. Not when you're. That's why I'm living be, in Bombasota. That's why I'm going to be boring and just say the Twins take at least two of three this week. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so you're giving them up. Oh, yeah. No. Oh, come on. That's a bunch of Just hunting for points. Mr. First a, yeah. Place Twin Show. I need a hit. Bombasota, land of 10,000 rakes. That's what you come with? Need me a hit. All right, gentlemen. Final prediction. you're just looking to get on base, Jed. 
<laughs> Write this down. Tell me about it. Final prediction. Byron Buxton will hit for the cycle this weekend in total. <laughs> I'm married. Tell me about it. Write this down. Byron Buxton will hit for the cycle, not in a game, but over the weekend, he will hit for a cycle. That's right. I want this prediction so bad. Yeah, this is the fourth time. I think this is the fourth time you've made Write this, this particular prediction. It's the third time, okay? It's the third time. Bill is going to make that prediction every week until Byron Buxton actually happen. does it. And it will be a home run when it happens. I'm up here taking hacks. Taking cuts. Yeah. <laughs> Hashtag hacks. <laughs> All right. Speaking of the twins, Judd found an article on the internet today. Trade ideas around Major League Baseball. Yeah, it's baseball related. Thank you. So there are uh, there are trade ideas being floated around. Give us, where did this come from and what's the idea for the twins? This is an article uh, penned by veteran baseball scribe and I think friend of Patrick Royce's Richard Justice, who now works for MLB Network and MLB.com. And it is uh, seven... Potential trades that he just sees as being good fits. Okay. So that this is, I don't think that this is born from inciting as much as sitting down looking at potential available players. Reckless speculation. Exactly right. And his fourth one, his fourth trade idea is this one Will Smith, Giants closer to the Twins. Reckless speculation. Richard Justice then writes, the Twins had a great. The Twins are well-positioned, excuse me, to win the American League Central. The playoffs require a lot of bullpen depth, and now that Craig Kimball is off the board, expect Minnesota to trade for bullpen help in the next six weeks, as we've been talking about, mm-hmm. Rami. And then his next subhead off of that is potential trade pieces. And it says that uh, with Smith headed towards free agency, the, uh, the Giants aren't going to get one of Minnesota's top three prospects. Righty Jordan, is it... Balzovic, B-A-L-A-Z-O-V-I-C, Minnesota's 19th best prospect, is drawing nice reviews for his work in the Florida State League. Wait, so he just plucked a random prospect? Okay. And it's saying you could trade this guy Almost out of the top 20. It's it's the 19th. Wait, you're saying that you could trade your 19th best prospect, who's in A-ball, for one of the best relievers in baseball, who's 29 years old? Who's a rental? How quickly? That's fine. No, I know. I'm just saying. I'm just. I'm fine in. with that. I just, that seems. Where do I sign? That for doesn't that? seem like a steep enough price to me. Yeah, I don't think they'd do that. You're you don't have, think the Giants would do that? No, you'd have to put together somewhat of a package. They're going to want two or three players and maybe some cash consideration. I don't think you're going to have to give up a top ten prospect, but probably one in the top twenty, and then another one or two guys to go along with that, if not some cash considerations. I mean. It's it's so hard to tell here too because what could happen is how many true buyers are really going to be out there at the deadline. Let's think about this for a second. The Yankees are buyers for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Dodgers are buyers for sure. Are the Rays? And when I say the the Rays are a buyer, but I don't know if the the Rays from just the way their franchise operates, they're not an all in buyer. Okay, the Rays are more of a. Like they were willing to spend cash, it looks like, on Kimbrell or Keichel because they made an offer on Kimbrell. Ken Rosenthal said they came in second for Kimbrell. But are the Rays going to give up like two of their top five prospects for a pitcher? That's not that's not how they operate their organization. They can't do that. That's not how they operate their organization. And if you look at every team outside of, I would say, the Dodgers and the Cubs and maybe the Phillies right now in the National League, there's a lot of teams that are kind of like, eh, maybe we can get a wild card spot. Yankees, for sure. Twins, I think, are in the mix of their absolute buyers. I guess my grand point here is, if there are seven or eight top-end relievers on the market, could you just 
lose the game of musical chairs if you're one of those teams. Just I'm kind of arguing against my own point from last hour, which is if you're one of these sellers, you might want to unload a little bit early just to make sure that you get matched up with one of the teams that's guaranteed to give up something of significance for one of your assets. Does that make sense? Like if there's seven it, yes. or eight relievers out saying. there, yeah, and there's only like five true buyers, yeah. you want to make sure that you get matched but the up wild with one card, of those five true buyers. So what's that going to be? Texas, Boston... So I think the the list of teams that you're going through because of the wild card scenario increases a little bit more, but those wild card teams aren't trading their number three overall prospect for what's Boston got left? Madison Bumgarner what, and Wilson. What's like Boston got left too? How how deep is their their system now? I have no because idea. they've definitely made some trades that have uh, cost them some nice prospects. But my God, if I can do the Twins' nineteenth prospect for Will Smith, yeah, that's yeah. It, I did it five minutes ago. Reckless speculation. Will Smith has been traded before. He ended up with the Giants in a trade from the Brewers, and this is what it took to trade for Will Smith three years ago. Now he's, I think he's better now than he was three years ago. Partly because he's a closer, and I don't know how much teams still value that, but he's been the Giants' closer and has been pretty good yeah. at it. Also worth noting, when he was traded, uh, he had, I think, years of team control left. So it might be that his years of team control then cancel out the right. fact that he's better now. You're right. But it was it was a hefty package that the Giants gave up to get Will Smith. It was uh, Phil Bickford, who was their... Let me see here. He was number one on the Giants list of, pro, of top 30 prospects. He was number 65 among the top 100 prospects in the game at the time. They also uh, sent Phil Bickford. Sounds the, like an accountant. Didn't pan out, obviously. Not familiar with his I haven't, work. haven't heard the name well, since the trade again, went down. Again, prospects, right? Right. But at the time, a highly touted prospect yep. who the, the Giants had to give up to get Will Smith. So it's probably going to take something like that. To get him from the Giants to wherever his next destination is. All right, I love that stuff, man. I love hold on. It's reckless speculation season, baby. Phil Bickford. Reckless speculation. Whatever became of Phil Bickford? There should be a thirty for thirty on six Phil foot, Bickford. Six foot four, two hundred. A slight human being. Looks like Declan. Our guy Declan. <laughs> Has uh, he ever pitched in the majors? Last pitch. Last uh, pitching right now at Carolina. A it's. A plus for the Brewers affiliate in Carolina, and he's 23. Okay. Oh, yeah, this is stalled out badly, Rami. He has a 54 <laughs> ERA. Oh, he's slipper. appeared. A 54 ERA? Because he's appeared in one game, pitched a third of an inning. So he got one out, gave up two earned runs, two hits, and that's it. I wonder if he's Tommy John. It's quite possible. Sounds like Phil Bickford's had none of the knife. Anyway, if I could give up the a Phil Bickford in life, I'm giving him up. But at the time, Phil Bickford was one year removed from being the 18th overall pick. And like I said, he was their number one prospect and number 30, or excuse me, number 65 prospect in all of baseball. So that's that's a hefty price that they paid. He didn't pan out, but at the time, that was one of their bigger prospects that they traded, well, their biggest prospect that they traded away to get Will Smith. So it's less about Phil Bickford and more about where he was ranked. As right. Much as the, right. The moral of the story is yeah. poor Phil Bickford. Fifty-four. That man ERA. has a family. Okay. Poor Brewers. Hardly knew ye. Yeah. Phil they, Bickford. They got done by the Giants. What do you want to see the Twins do now that they are post Craig Kimbrell and Dallas Keuchel? We can open up phone lines because uh, Royce's on a plane right now. So if you want to chime in and and uh, if you want to go on the record with a write that down prediction, we'll take those too. Six five one six four six eight five five. 
It's Mackie and Jeb with Rami on all new Score North and Score North mobile app. So if you go to federatedinsurance.com, Federated Mutual Insurance Company, just click on the About Federated tab to learn about their history. Just learn about how long they've been a trusted force in the game, helping businesses. In 1904, a group of farmers and business owners in and around Owatonna, Minnesota, pooled their resources, seeking better value for their premium dollar. In the following decades, we expanded to provide property coverage for equipment dealers, auto dealers, petroleum marketers, uh, contractors throughout the Midwest, and now they're here to help business owners thrive. Federated wins when you win as a business owner. And they're here to help you solve problems. They're here to help you with the daily grind of owning that business, take care of employees. You get more than just a policy when you partner with Federated. You get a century of experience in protecting businesses and making successful. Go to federatedinsurance.com to find your local marketing representative. Federated Insurance, it's our business to protect yours. Thank you, Jonathan Harrison, Mackie and Jub with Rami. Score North mobile app is a great place to listen live. We reward you the longer you listen live. You can also listen on demand and read written pieces on a daily basis from Judd Zolgad, Matthew Collar, Danny Cunningham, Derek Wetmore, etc. Um, so the NBA Finals tonight, Game 4, right here on Score North on 1500. After the scoop with Doogie, which starts in about 15 minutes. You can find that. And I, I'm going to throw this out to you guys because the, the Raptors the Raptors aren't going to beat the Warriors if it was straight up and everyone was healthy. But the Raptors might win the NBA championship. And the Warriors might start to dismantle their roster because Kevin Durant's a free agent and Clay Thompson. Clay Thompson Draymond's probably goes back a but, year from hitting free agency, and all of them are a year older. Right? Does this year's playoffs, without LeBron James being in them, and with the Golden State Warriors teetering on the edge of their dynasty, does it give you hope? As you follow the Timberwolves, like the fact that the Raptors might win the championship, and before the Raptors knocked off the Bucks, there was a chance the Bucks were going to win the championship. And I just feel like for years it's been dynasty after dynasty, right? Spurs into Warriors, Lakers before that, Bulls before that. It's just been, and and not to say that there won't be another dynasty or that you know that there won't be another era of dominance by an individual player or team, but and the Heat were in there too. Mm-hmm. But it just kind of feels like a lot of players are going to be moving all over the place. We're not going to have one single super team, it feels like, going into next year. It just kind of feels like the NBA is opening up a little bit more. I hope so. Let's see how this offseason plays out. And let's see. Because get LeBron James a little bit of help and watch him run through the league again. Because he's not done. I know he's older. I know he had some injury problems this year. But... There's still plenty of good basketball left in what's probably the best player still on the planet today. So get LeBron a little bit of help and and watch what that guy can do. And then let's see where Kyrie ends up. Let's see where KD ends up. We could have another another Heatles like uh, I hate that nickname, but it was the only way for me to quickly address what that was. That we might have that all over again, depending where some of these free agents end up, and then that team. Looks like the clear-cut favorite to be the next dynasty. What what does give me some hope when it comes to the the Timberwolves, though, is the success of some teams who didn't have a lot of assets, but through trades and through seeing in some players what the teams they were currently playing for did not see in those players. And it was the Houston Rockets are one of those teams that did it. 
that they found success through an uh, unconventional path. Yeah. That you didn't have the lottery picks, you didn't have a ton of salary cap space, but you made some savvy trades and some savvy free agent signings that sort of put you in position to succeed. That's what gives me hope for, for the Wolves. Yeah. I'm three things. I've written them down here. I'm guessing none of them are hopeful. No, that's not true, actually. Oh. The last one is. Oh. I'm frustrated, I'm cautious, and yet hopeful. Wow. And here's why. The way that things are going in this conference right now, Phil, it's pretty much almost, I think, exactly according to plan that we talked about on the old show two years back. You know, Golden State, at some point in time, it's going to end. Mm-hmm. Like, they'll still be good, probably, but they weren't going to be dominant as they have been now. And I think we're starting to see that. Steph Curry's still a great player. Um, uh, Durant's probably gone, but Clay probably goes back. Okay, so they're good. But my frustration stems from, from the fact that nothing that the Wolves did again up until now worked at all. So, like, you went from this, hey, they're back in the playoffs, and they got Jimmy Butler, and Tibbs is here, and this is good. So, no, none of it's it's good, aside from Cat. So, I'm cautious because of that. But I am hopeful that that if Gerson Rosas can essentially do what the Twins brass has done, that you're finally talking about getting in the fray, turning that corner then, and becoming becoming competitive, and also, most importantly, because this is something that we haven't seen for years and years now from this franchise, sort of smart about things. Mm-hmm. You've entered the NBA 2019-20. Congratulations. That's great. So ultimately... I guess I default to where our conversation was two years back, which is if you can now do this thing right, and and you've got a star player, that's a really important step. That's a really important, as, as much as, as certain dynamics of this uh, team and franchise might drive you crazy, you've got Cat, that, yes, I think there's an opportunity here to to hopefully, best case, do what the Twins have done, and that's turn that corner again pretty quickly. But it is frustrating that now, what, two and a half years or three years, feel like they've been lost because it didn't work again. Yeah, uh, 651-646-8255 if you want to Take chime that, in with Rami. us on a Friday. I'm shocked. I'm shocked that hopeful was one of the three things that Judd had written down. F-C-H. <laughs> Don't say it. Because I thought about it, and then I realized how it sounded. Man. Does it Good make you job. hopeful? Yes. You don't think that there's another dynasty or super team on the horizon because well, I get the sense that there is. Here's what here's what makes me hopeful. And maybe I'm proven to be wrong here. We'll we'll find out. I think we've gone through a decade long stretch where you had to have three star players on a team or LeBron James as a trump card. Like LeBron didn't have LeBron had Kyrie when they won a championship, but there weren't three stars on that team. So the last decade in the NBA, you either had to have three stars or you had to have LeBron James with the Cleveland Cavaliers. San Antonio Spurs, three Hall of Famers on that team. Mm-hmm. And they and by the way, you could argue four Hall of Famers on the team that won the 2014 title because Kawhi Leonard's going to the Hall of Fame too. Yeah. So if that's the San Antonio Spurs were a homegrown super team. They drafted and developed all their players, but think about that. They built a super team internally and through the draft. Golden State Warriors, the ultimate super team. Miami Heat, a free agency built super team. It's really daunting in the Twin Cities if you're the Minnesota Timberwolves under those parameters to have to put together a three-headed monster super team. Like, how would you possibly do that? And the only way that you would do that is by getting the number one overall pick twice in a row via trade and via lottery. And they did, and, and Andrew Wiggins is not one of those superstar players. They just 
They got unlucky. So if you're if you're Minnesota or any team really, if you're not appealing enough to put together, you know, a bunch of salary cap room and bring in Kevin Durant or bring in LeBron James like the Miami Heat did, it's really, really hard to get three superstar players on one team. The San Antonio Spurs are one of the only examples in the history of the NBA to be able to just do it all internally, right? And I feel like the NBA is headed in a direction of Raptors, Rockets, Bucks. Like the, the Raptors have one star player in, Ka- in, in Kawhi Leonard. Now they had to build the core and then they added Kawhi to that via trade. And they have a bunch of really good players around him, but he's the star player on that team. The Milwaukee Bucks have one star player and then a bunch of really good players in the system. The Houston Rockets have two star players and a great system. And they use math and they shoot threes, right? And so I just think the fact that the door appears to be open to not need three-star players to win big in the NBA should be hopeful if you're a Timberwolves. So you think it's going back to the one-and-two superstar model? It looks like it. Yes, it looks like it. I think that would be good for the NBA. I think if the talent was more evenly spread out and there was a little bit of doubt for how the season was going to play out, I mean, look, up until this year, we were going on five years of LeBron versus the Warriors. Five straight years of LeBron versus the Warriors. And we knew it was almost definitely going to be the Warriors in the end. I watched every night, in fairness. So did I. I'm not saying I didn't, but I watch movies that I've seen before knowing how they end. They're still entertaining, but it does take a little something away from it when I go, I know the ending. You know what I mean? I think a little bit of uncertainty and some questions as to who is the best team in this league over the course of an 82-game regular season deeming the regular season not useless and meaningless, I think that would be great for the NBA if we in, if we injected a little bit of question as to how the thing yeah. was going to play out and end. And I think what, what made the Jordan era different than the LeBron versus Warriors era... See, I've said before, as a Bulls fan, I'm saying this now, but growing up and being a Bulls fan, I'm being... It's a complete double standard. I enjoyed every second of that dynasty, even though I knew how it was going to end, but that's... That's one fan base that can enjoy it. I understand that. But if I remember right, the last two years of that dynasty, it kind of felt like, man, you got Carl Malone. Carl Malone won an MVP award. John Stockton, and there for sure in the second matchup between the Jazz and the Bulls, it felt like, woof, this Bulls team, man, this yeah. this, this like might not be might, the year. Like they might have the run ended yeah. for them. The only way you feel that way about the Warriors is if Durant and Clay can't play, right? The weird thing about basically you go from Lakers, Pistons, Bulls is there was a definite feeling then I, I thought of a clear passing of the torch, which I don't see now. Like yeah, Houston like, didn't yeah, take like the, the torch. Ra- like the, sorry, the Raptors aren't like taking the torch exactly. for five years. And Houston yeah. didn't. They tried, but they didn't. My question to both both you guys, though, when it comes to, to the Wolves is realistically, what is success? Because do I... Am, am I hopeful that they're actually going to win championships? No, I'm not. But it's been so bad here for so long. If they're competitive, make the playoffs. Make a playoff run. So um, so what's success? Boy, it's, it's, it is. I'd like to say if you've got one of the top five players in the NBA, which Carl Anthony Towns will be in the next couple of years, and you've got a great organization front office, which it looks like they've made some amazing hires here. Gerson mm-hmm. Rosas and some of the people he's bringing in. I mean, it's just like... That dude is plucking smart people from smart organizations. If you've got those two things and you didn't know anything about the Timberwolves' history, you would say, well, championship at some point. If you've got Towns and a great front office, you should aim for championships. But the NBA, it's... 
I know they say that winning a Stanley Cup championship is the hardest championship to win. I mean, you could say that the grind of the two months is hard, but it's a lot of work. Like, there's not that many. Like, look at the last 30 years in the NBA. How many separate franchises have won maybe a third of the league? Right? It just the NBA. If you're not, if you if you don't have a top five player or a top system, you don't have any chance to win a championship in the NHL. Like, you could be an AT, get hot, have a hot goal, you can win a championship. In the NFL. Boom, your defense gets hot. You got Eli Manning, and, and you win a championship. The NBA is hard. So I'm going to say get to another conference finals, and I'll evaluate from that. I just started compiling the list in my head of who's won championships in the last 30 years, which basically goes back to the beginning of the Bulls dynasty, right? Uh, yes. Yes. I think I only counted six teams. The Bulls, Rockets, Lakers, <laughs> Warriors. The Rockets don't count. Heat and Spurs. Pistons and the Pistons. That's right. And the the Mavericks won a random one. They did. They beat the Heat, right? Yeah, the Mavericks beat the Heat in the first. Those Rockets titles don't count. That's some of the worst sport I've ever seen. I mean, I agree, <laughs> but I'm biased. Oh, were they awful? Six five one six four six eight two five five. Couple more minutes. Kyle in Minneapolis, you got to write that down. Prediction for us. Yeah. So uh, the easy thing is that the Twins are, you know, they're going to be looking for a reliever, and it'd be great to get, you know, uh, a non-contending like a stud reliever. If you get like an Edwin Diaz from the Mets or someone who could, without giving up a ton, that's that'd be great. But that's you know that's kind of boring. I figure a good one to go with is if you know the the past champs have had some serious stud ace pitchers or an ace bullpen guy like a, a Chapman who throws like 150 miles an hour. But you need that bulldog guy. That's why my write-down prediction is going to be that not once, but multiple times, Jose Barrios is going to be coming in in the most high-leverage situation in the playoffs wow. for the Twins because Kepler is or um, uh, Baldelli is going to be like, yeah, Let's you know. Let's use him the best way. He's a bulldog. He wants that moment. He said he's on record for one to to be in the spotlight. He's going to have multiple high leverage relief situations in the playoffs for the Twins. Right. Write it down. Now. You like writing things down. Wow, Kyle. All right, you're on the record. He's bringing, bringing the he's noise. Bringing man. the heat Did right at the end of the show. Out of the bullpen in, the, in high in leverage. The in high. Okay, so he the high <laughs> leverage thing is hard to quantify. So I'm just going to put him down for Barrios will enter as a reliever multiple times in the playoffs yeah. for the Twins. Now if, he, now, if they use an opener and he comes in after a couple batters, I guess that technically still counts. <laughs> he technically still gets the points. I mean, we've seen, not moved into a full-time relief role, but we've seen Randy Johnson come out of the bullpen. Yeah. We've seen Kershaw did, in the, Kershaw did in the World Kershaw Series, did right? in the World Series. Yep. Bumgarner yeah. did it. Yeah. They essentially take your bullpen day between starts away, and they put you in a game for an inning and a half or something. I would take some big cojones on the part of Rocco Baldelli and the Twins, but that's an interesting write that down. I really well, actually. But you like could it. see if they get to a seven game series in the yeah. ALCS or something, and it's his bullpen day, and he's not supposed to start again until after the series is over. You put him in for an inning. I like that. That's a good. Prediction. Aaron Judge, bang! Oh God, stop! Stanton, bang! Cut his mic. The Twins are forty-one and twenty, and he's being negative. Reggie Jackson, out. <laughs> oh, I thought we positive. cut his mic. No, he didn't. Do Why it. is this still happening? Mackie and my contract with Rami. <laughs> find our podcast on the Score North mobile app, Apple, Spotify, anywhere you find podcasts. I basically look like a moron. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. The college football playoff committee made their decision on Sunday, and as much as I loathe the idea of Ohio State losing their way into the college football playoff, I 100% agree with OSU making it in over Bama. Nick Saban citing some hypothetical point spreads to prove his point that the tie deserve a spot in the college football playoffs holds little substance when you consider Bama's best win is over Texas. 
No, the committee got it right. TCU had a great season with far more ranked wins than Bama and didn't deserve to lose their spot after playing a surging Kansas State in a championship game. And Ohio State, while not playing some of their best ball later in the season, was still 12-0 until they came face-to-face with my Wolverines. While the college football playoff system isn't nowhere near as good as it could be, it's better than what we had. And in a few years, it will be better for all of college football. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer and esports, we've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. And don't forget, BetOnline for the NHL, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts.